This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lockridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They're also co-authors of the book Piggy Planet, Prudent Investors Get Going Young. We've got good news for job seekers today. There's a place that you can go to turn in your resume and interview for a position in an environment that fosters helpfulness and professionalism. The Governor's Job Fair Program is holding job fairs across the state this summer. So today we're going to be talking to Adam Todd, Director of the Job Fair Program. Program. We also are looking for your personal finance questions, as we do each Tuesday morning, so give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or you can email the show money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, any financial news in the news? Well, we've gotten um, a couple of months' worth of housing data. And that's an area we've been watching because it's kind of starting to um, decline a little bit. And the second month also is showing that we're seeing some pullbacks in um, in permits and new houses and existing home sales. So it could be a function of rising interest rates, but they're not. They're still very low, um, or it could be just a matter of everybody that's already made a change in housing is already made a change in housing, and so uh, there's not as much demand out there. But it's a, it's of concern because that drives so many other things. When we buy a new house, then we're going to buy new appliances and new furniture and all those other things that go with it. Um, yeah, so I was looking up some uh, statistics on Mississippi employment as a little warm up to today's today's talk. But um, just s- some things um, nationally, unemployment's around uh, is right at I think four percent and ticked up a little bit because, it, like we talked about last week, more people coming out of the kind of not even looking for jobs, folks sitting on the couch, not even looking for jobs, have hopped into the labor force. So that caused it to tick up. But that's a good thing that more people are um, are excited about work or looking for work. Um, In Mississippi, we have a lot uh, fewer people, uh, percentage of the population actually even in the workforce. Uh, so that's a big thing. Even though our unemployment rate is 4.7, which is which is very, I think that might be the lowest it's ever been in Mississippi. I think I've heard that. But our percent of the po- percent of the population actually in the workforce or looking for work is only 53 percent. Wow, that's is, low. is very low. I think you typically see 65 percent nationally. Which has been declining because we have an yep. aging population. And I exactly. think Mississippi um, has an older population mm-hmm. than more other states around there. So just a couple of things, re- ways you can think about people who aren't in the workforce. People who are retired, just exactly. totally out. I mean, you know, they're done. I mean, that's fine. And that's not a 
it's not a bad thing necessarily that you're not in the workforce. Um, uh, folks who are stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, um, people who are full-time caring for an adult um, <clears throat> excuse me, but not but not getting paid for it. Um, all sorts of things like that. Uh, Do they count teenagers in that? Um, no. So this is this is working age population. So so teenagers who, uh, particularly college students who aren't working, are included in that. Um, and they do specifically in, uh, exclude people who are in jail, uh, which. Mm, yeah, so so that doesn't even include uh, prison populations or anything. But so maybe we have a smaller slice in the middle, you know, thirties uh, yeah. to fifties, uh, younger with families, and so that may be the difference there. Uh, that that could be it. I, I think I think it's f- the main reason that folks in their p- kind of prime working years don't work is that they're being a stay at home parent. I mean that that's a really key thing, um, which you know is not to belittle the the work that they do, um, but they just don't get counted in these statistics. Um, I also have some more fun statistics about the largest employers in the state. This is good. Uh, so, as you might expect, Nissan, uh, our hugely touted uh, employer, over 6,000 employees. This is from a uh, study from Mississippi State. Uh, there's a lot of homegrown stuff. There's a lot of in North Mississippi. You have a lot of uh, furniture manufacturers. Um, there's a couple of homegrown things like Sanderson Farms, um, PV, uh, things like that make the top 10 or 20 list, but the number two employer behind Nissan North America is a Domino's franchisee. Oh. So uh, so once you lock up the Domino's market, you're employing <laughs> everybody. So, so if you're looking for a job, think pizza. <laughs> Uh, is UMMC on there on that list? Um, no, so I'm not sure if they didn't include the state or not because Mississippi does have a very high proportion of people employed by the state, seventeen uh, percent. Um, well, actually, if you look at all government entities, mm-hmm. uh, we have the highest percentage of our mm-hmm. population who works for some form mm-hmm. of government. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are definitely a big government state with seventeen uh, percent of the population. But don't working, tell anybody right? working. Directly for the government, and another eight percent working in education, healthcare, and social assistance. So those those can be public or private, um, but vast majority of those working in education are going to be um, public school uh, teachers. Which is another. I mean, there are schools around you wherever you go. So that's another, uh, and they are always looking for teachers. They are always looking for help. It is not only a great place to find a job, but also get experience um, helping out in those schools. So that government uh, and and education is a huge part of our employment, and um, so I'm not sure. I, I don't. I, I think they just excluded that. They only counted private employers on that other list. So uh, if you'd like to join our conversation with a question about uh, the governor's job fair program or about uh, uh, successfully uh, navigating uh, the job hunting process, give us a call. Our phone lines are open. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring The phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We'll welcome into the program now our guest. It's Adam Todd, uh, the governor's job fair uh, program director. Adam, thanks for being with us on our show this morning. Hey, thank you so much, Kevin. Appreciate that. Uh, first of all, if you would, maybe give us a little history background. How long have uh, the job, the governor's job fairs uh, been going on? Well, actually, the, the, the governor's job fair network um, actually came from a military program that was 
uh, started by the Department of the Army trying to help military veterans transition into the workforce after their separation with the military. Um, this actually became uh, really institutionalized from the governor's office in, about, in 1993. The first job fair was conducted. Uh, for many years, there were just two job fairs conducted, and here we are today and doing roughly 30 events throughout wow. the state of Mississippi. That's amazing. Um, so if someone attends one of the job fairs, who are the prospective employers? What uh, sorts of people will be represented at these job fairs? Well, just just like one of your guests was saying earlier, um, you know, every part of the state has, has different things to offer. So uh, wherever you may be, the makeup of the general employers may be a little different. Um, you know, when we have our events down on the Gulf Coast, uh, we will have, you know, definitely more organizations that are geared towards shipbuilding and things of that nature. Um, we've had NASA, CINUS, um, uh, English shipbuilding, uh, hospitals attend those events. You get closer to Jackson and North Mississippi, uh, particularly North Mississippi, you'll have a lot of distribution centers. Um, in my opinion, um, you know, Soto County is the distribution mecca of the world, in my opinion, just because of how many of those employers participate in our event that we'll be doing up there uh, in a few weeks. But it, right now, we are seeing uh, a lot of um, uh, hospitality, sales, managerial positions. Uh, we have a lot of the um, health and wellness, nursing, uh, CNAs, LPNs, uh, those types of positions that are, that are very, very frequent at all of the events where we attend. We, we try to make a good effort to have as an eclectic group of employers at every event where we, we put, put one of these on in every location throughout the state so that hopefully anyone who walks in the door will be able to walk out with that opportunity to go to work. So how do you go about recruiting uh, the employers to be there? Do you just put the word out? And I guess because this seems not only an advantage for folks looking for a job, but this looks like this would be ideal uh, for employers as well. Well, it's, it's extremely ideal. I mean, you know, we, we, we tackle the job problem with a, with a double-edged sword. Um, the, the crux, the, um, the success of these events literally and truly uh, comes from within the community within where they are held. Um, the, the community involvement is very, very critical. Um, you know, the Governor's Job Fair Network, we, we can bring in some state agencies and some, some statewide employers to these events, but it's very important for the, the local um, bodies that volunteer to serve on these committees all throughout the state to really get within their community and find those businesses that are hiring. So, so that's a large part of it is, is the community involvement, actually getting involved in the recruiting process to bring those uh, businesses to the job fair. Um, we rely heavily on the local community to advertise the job fair to the uh, local uh, population. Um, if, if we did not have the community support, we would not have successful events. Um, you know, the, the job fairs are really great for an individual seeking work because they are actually able to step up to a table and converse with someone who actually takes part in the hiring process. Um, so, so you can put your best foot forward, a smile on your face, and, and go as far as you can with someone directly involved in that. And as far as a business is concerned, I, I mean, you are able to see someone other than just on a sheet of paper. 
Um, and, and that goes a very far way uh, for an individual trying to make uh, hiring decisions. We're visiting today on Money Talks with Adam Todd, the Governor's Job Fair Network Director. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, throughout the hour, we're going to tell you about some upcoming job fairs. Uh, and after the break, we'll talk about some tips for job seekers attending a job fair. If you'd like to join the conversation, give us a phone call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 You can email the show, money at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. First, 2018, the guests for Money Talk were Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Win Job Center. The Win Job Center and their employment experts are important resources that provide job placement assistance, job and skill training, priority services for veterans, career counseling, and referral to many other valuable services. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider listening to Money Talks, May 1st, 2018, from MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lockridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Today we're visiting with Adam Todd. He is the director of the Governor's Job Fair Program. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Job Fair Program and also ways to prepare if you're in the, looking for a job. Uh, the next Job Fair coming up is the uh, Vicksburg Area Job Fair. It is on August 7th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Vicksburg Convention Center. Um, so, Adam, before the break, I talked about uh, that we might uh, talk about some uh, tips for job seekers. So these apply, obviously, not only for someone attending one of these job fairs, but uh, in general on any kind of job interview. What would you say are maybe the one or two most important things for, for job th- seekers to think about as they enter the, the job interview process? First and foremost, have a positive attitude. Uh, I mean, that, that the, the general disposition that you carry uh, whenever you are talking to someone who is, is directly involved in hiring has a so, so much to, to do with it all. Um, you know, make, make sure that, that, that you have a smile on your face. Um, please be as prepared as possible. Um, you know, as you're coming to one of these job fairs, please go to our website, uh, jobfairs.msi.gov. Take a direct look at the companies that will be at the, at the job fair. Um, you can kind of plan an attack, so to speak. You can begin doing your research on the companies that are there. Um, you know, make sure that you have a resume on hand. If you do not have a resume on hand, uh, please reach out to your local Win Job Center. Um, you can find a list of those at mdes.msi.gov. Uh, give them a call. Show, show up. Um, they're plenty of helping hands that can help an individual get a resume together very quickly. Um, you know, dress is important. 
um, I'm not saying that that uh, a man needs to wear a suit or that a, a woman needs to wear a, you know their Sunday vest, but, but be presentable. Uh, make sure you have your shirt tucked in. Wear a belt. Don't wear a hat. Um, you know, different employers uh, know what they are looking for. Um, you know, someone that is hiring for, for say, the pipeline is not looking for someone to, to walk up in, in a suit. But, but they are wanting someone to be presentable. So, so those are the main things that I would focus on as you, as you endeavor to, to walk into one of our events and walk around and try to get a job. Uh, you mentioned uh, sort of doing a little bit of research in advance. How important do you think it is for uh, potential uh, employees to know a little bit about the businesses that they're going to be talking to, again, at a job fair or any sort of job interview situation? Well, I, I do think that it is very important. Um, I mean, if, if someone is, is walking up to a booth that requires certain certifications um, to, to receive a job with that company, and, and that individual that is speaking to that business does not have those certifications, well, that, that may let them know that they need to, to seek out another booth. Uh, one, of, one of the main things that we try to do at our events is make sure that we have our local um, colleges and or community colleges involved in the job fairs. Um, you know, that's why it's important for the local wind job centers to be at, at one of these job fairs because someone may actually not do their research and realize, hey, I really want this job. But then they see that there are certain credentials or certificates or training that they may lack to, to receive that job. Well, in that case, in that situation, an individual may be able to walk uh, one aisle over and three booths down and speak with the Wind Job Center or the local community college and, and get ready and get signed up to receive those credentials and certifications right there on the spot. So, so no, that may not be a job for that individual, but that is a pathway to that job that was created right there on the spot. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Today we're visiting with Adam Todd, the director of the Governor's Job Fair Network, and we're talking about uh, the job fair and uh, the job interview process uh, in general, looking for a job. So if someone you know or if you are, are looking for a job and need some more information about uh, the job fair or just preparing for a job interview, you can give us a call. Also, it's Tuesday morning on Money Talks, so if you have a personal finance question that might be a little bit off topic, uh, don't hesitate. Give us a call, and we'll see if we can't help you out this morning. The phone number is one eight. 877-MPB-RING. It's one 7464 or you can also email the show. It's money at mpbonline.org. Now, Nancy, you're an employer. Uh, what would you say from your experience um, seeing so many job candidates maybe come through? What, what are some tips you would give someone who's looking for a job? Well, the big thing is to make sure your resume looks nice and don't have spelling or grammatical errors on it. I mean, um, for many employers, they're just looking at a stack of paper uh, on the front end, and they're trying to call that list to come up with people that they want to personally interview. So one spelling error can just toss out your resume and forget it. You're out. So that's it's very careful. It's an easy thing to do to get other eyes to look at your resume because we have this thing that we do as humans where we look at something as if it were correct and we miss so many things along the way. So get other people to uh, proofread. 
And just one thing uh, I'd mention as well is kind of passion for the job and as uh, kind of a be able to show that you can dedicate yourself to the job. If somebody, you know, showed me a resume and they're all of their, you know, they had past experience in the area, you know, several different jobs, but they were all for just two months at a time, I'd. I'd want someone who can commit to a little bit longer. And any employee, any employer, uh, unless they're specifically hiring for a very short-term project, is going to want somebody who is going to stick with them. Because hiring an employee uh, and getting them up to speed is is a time-consuming and an expensive process, no matter what field you're in. And so, uh, being able to show that you can stick with a job, uh, not only that you have stuck with jobs before, but why you can stick with this job, um, why you want to stick with this job. That's important, too. And don't hesitate to ask. Um, I have I get emails, contacts all the time from people, former students, um, people I've run into along the way just saying, hey, I'm looking. Do you know of any jobs? And you never know when one of those contacts will actually turn into a position because the timing is right. On Money Talks this morning, we're visiting with Adam Todd, uh, the director of the Governor's Job Fair Network and Program. Um, So, Adam, we've talked about some things. You talked about the positive attitude and presenting yourself well, be well-dressed. So you've got your resume in hand. You've got your good positive attitude going. You show up at one of the Governor's Job Fairs. What do you do? Do you just each – it's on your own, and you go to all the prospective employers you think you are a fit to? What's the logistics once someone gets there? Well – um, that's a good, very good question. Thanks for asking that. Um, a lot is up to the individual that is attending. Um, you know, there will be a registration table that someone will um, will ask someone to fill out a registration card just so we'll know how many people came through the doors that day. Um, and at that point, that individual coming to the event will receive a brochure. Now, that brochure will have a listing of every business that is in attendance along with the job openings that that business promoted with us that they would be trying to hire for that day. So literally, we create the environment that is conducive for hiring, and we step back. And and it is it is definitely up to that individual to go booth to booth, to speak to those businesses. Um, you know, to make the most out of your day, don't just stop by one or two booths. Walk around the complete job fair to make sure that you have seen every business that is there. Because more than likely, there will be a business there that you weren't anticipating being there that you definitely would would want to speak with. Um, So when you walk in, take advantage of the brochure that we have given you. Um, There will be a listing, um, you know, depending on the size of the event, you will have uh, booth numbers that are placed in the back of each booth. And those booth numbers are placed on that brochure that correlates with a map that will help an individual easily navigate themselves throughout that event for the day. Um, Adam, we we look at the unemployment numbers and we say, my goodness, these are at record low levels, even here in Mississippi, where we are typically higher than the national average. But we're also hearing about this mismatch. And one of the mismatches is in skills, where you have employers who are looking for certain skills and they don't have potential employees who match those. What's our skill mismatch here in Mississippi? Well, you know, we we do need individuals with skill. Um, you know, 
But what kind of skills, what typical skills are you seeing that that were not uh, that are not available? Well, right now, um, we, we are there CNC machinists, um, yes. tack welders, um, ship fitters, pipe fitters. Um, you know, there are certain uh, things within the medical field um, that are in, in high demand. Um, you know, a lot of techs right now are in high demand. Um, you, you know, it's, it's shocking, but, but to be quite honest with you, a big field that needs a lot of applicants right now is is the uh, over-the-road transportation um, truck driving. Uh, there is a large population of individuals that are retiring in that specific field. Yeah, and, that's big nationwide, truck, uh, yeah, truck yeah, driver it, shortage. It is. Um, and, you know, that, that's something that, hey, if you put in your dues, you can stay home longer, and you can do the things that you always wanted to do, and there's great money to be made in that mm-hmm. industry. Um, you know, our electrical linemen, there's a large population of in, individuals in that specific demographic that are getting ready to retire as well. Um, and, and honestly, nursing, there, every event that we do, there is a severe need for RNs, LPNs, and things of that nature. So, so those are just a few of the things that we have found. Um, you know, going throughout the state of Mississippi that are very, very hot items. Uh, we've got a caller on the line, so we will in, invite uh, Hannah from Tupelo into the conversation. Good morning, Hannah. Go ahead. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. Okay. I had a question for you. I just want your thoughts and opinions from you and your guests. Um, I work in homelessness outreach, and we're actually uh, planning a, a job fair specifically for our homeless population because they have different barriers to employment than maybe other populations do. Um, one being identification and documentation. Uh, not They don't have reliable transportation. They do not have permanent housing, those kind of things. So I just wanted to know your idea uh, and your thoughts and opinions on how would you reach that specific group of people and really anybody that might have barriers, additional barriers to employment. Uh, Adam, any thoughts on that? Well, you know, there's an organization that is out there known as Families First. Um, Mm -hmm. I would encourage any of those um, types of individuals who may need assistance to reach out to to that organization and just see what there is that might be available. Um, You know, having identification and things of that nature, yes, those are barriers. They definitely are. Um, You know, a business definitely wants to know that that an individual is going to be able to get to work, um, get to work on time, and, and as was discussed earlier, be there for the long haul after the training and, and the hours of, and, and money is spent on putting that person in that situation and in, in that um, in that job. But I would definitely reach out to families first. There there are other multitude of organizations that that can help. Um, I know that um, there are organizations that that are out there that someone can go to and get clothing for interview attire, um, things of that nature. Um, you know, if you could leave your information, I'll be trying to. I'll be more than happy to try to gather some of those resources to get those to you at a later date. 
All right, uh, Hannah, if you would, I'm going to put you back on hold. If you'd give your information to our producer, call screener, and we'll see if we can't hook you up with Adam that way. Yeah, Yeah, thank you so much. A big barrier is transportation. We don't Mm -hmm. have public transportation here in Mississippi. Um, It's a real problem if you live in a rural setting because you have to drive to get Mm -hmm. to a job site. So I don't know if there's a way around that. And and that that's an issue that came up. I remember when we talked about uh, the Veterans Affairs and there was a homeless veteran who called in. And there are, and you know, there's a lot of resources out there. You know, there are, you know, there's homeless shelters. There are organizations yeah. that might help uh, take them to work. There are people who, who will help them get IDs. And there are people who can help dress them and train them for an interview. But the problem is, you know, if you're a homeless person who's never encountered these organizations before, you yeah, don't know you don't just know. to, you yeah. know, pop over to your local library and start making some f- phone calls and organize your day like you know that it, bringing bringing all those organizations together is really hard so having um, you know someone like Hannah who may be helping coordinate some of those services can be such an immense help and 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 for someone like her with the resources to pull all of that together it's not that difficult but but, but for someone who doesn't know about them it's it's just the highest barrier in the world we are on Money Talks this morning, visiting with Adam Todd, the director of the Governor's Job Fair Network. We're going to take a break. When we get back, if you live in North Mississippi, stay tuned, because we're going to tell you where the Governor's Job Fair is coming to your part of the state. And also, in a job interview, you're asked a lot of questions, but what questions should you be asking? We'll be back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tapp, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're also co-authors of the book Piggy Planet, Prudent Investors Get Going Young. We're talking about the jo- the Governor's Job Fair uh, today with Adam Todd, who's director of the Governor's Job Fair program. We've mentioned uh, two that are coming up so far. Or one, I'm sorry, and I'm about to mention another one, but just to review, uh, there is a job fair at uh, in Vicksburg at the Convention Center on August 7th, beginning at 9, and also coming up on August 28th, later next month, um, at the LaFleur County Civic Center on Mississippi Highway 7 in Greenwood. There is the Greenwood Area uh, Job Fair. Adam, do you have a, uh, is there a website where Uh, folks can go and find a listing of these job fairs, or do you post them on Facebook or social, other social media somewhere? 
Oh, yes, we, we do. Uh, please, if you are a business looking to attend, you can register. And if you are a job seeker looking to find an event to attend, please go to jobfairs.ms.gov. That's J-O-B-F-A-I-R-S dot M-S dot G-O-V. All right, and also another one I needed to mention. This one is on August 16th uh, at the Brown Baptist Church Family Life Center on State Line Road East in South Haven. So we've got job fairs coming up in the Vicksburg area, uh, in, in the South Haven area, and in Greenwood. And again, we'll give you that information uh, at least one more time before the end of the hour. So as I mentioned before the break, uh, a job interview is a number of questions, and there are a lot of things that uh, I think that job interviewees should be prepared to answer. We'll talk about that, but also... I think it's important for someone in the job interview process to have some questions for potential employers. Uh, Nancy, again, your thoughts on on what you would like to hear from someone that's interviewing for a job. Well, I want them to um, ask and be aware of what the responsibilities of the job will be. Um, they should be curious about that. They should also be asking what are the possibilities for an advancement. That shows me that they are, are anxious to stay with my company and work their way up. Um, what else can you think of, Ryder? Um, I always like to ask, you know, what does a day-to-day look like? Because you can read a job description all day long. You can read everything about a company. But if you have no idea what you're going to sit down and do on day one and day 100, uh, you know, that's kind of weird. And it's good to get that, – that helps you get comfortable with the job. Um, but but also for a lot of jobs, you know, if you, if you know you have some limitations, maybe physical limitations, maybe, maybe things you're uncomfortable doing in a job, um, you know, ask, you know, maybe you don't want to just come out and say, I am not going to do this. Uh, but, but ask, ask what sort of tasks you might be expected to do. And also, um, a good question is if, you know, besides just what are the work hours, you know, am I going to be expected to work overtime very much? You know, maybe you don't want to work overtime because you got to get home, uh, but maybe you're, you know, you're willing to work a lot of overtime to collect the uh, extra paycheck, you know, so maybe you want to look at that from both ways. Um, and knowing how flexible that schedule is, you know, what what's it going to be like if you show up to work 10 minutes late um, or will you be able to do extra work if you come in half an hour early? Um, Adam, uh, uh, any thoughts on that? Questions that maybe the person being interviewed might want to pose to their potential employers? No, no, definitely. I mean, definitely find out what the work environment is. You know, find out the management style. Uh, you know, I mean, things have already been touched on that are very important and very key <laughs> here. Um, and just, just to add a few more, I mean, maybe maybe ask how the position became available in the first place. Um, you know, those are things that you may really want to know. Is this a position that come and goes, come and goes, come and goes, or is this a company that is really thriving at this point in time and is just needing to add these many more positions? Um, if that's the case, ask them how long do they anticipate needing this? Are they going to be on the uptick for a long time, or is this just a temporary thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ask them what resources they have available to help you do your job and to do that job adequately. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, especially in a job fair setting, the the most important question to ask upon, you know, getting ready to, to leave that individual that you're talking to is to ask what the next step in the process may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that way that way you have a little more knowledge of what is taking place. 
Um, again, you know, just to stress the importance of an actual job fair, you, you, you are in a setting, you are in an environment where you can ask these questions and and it gives you just a little bit more leverage in your, your job-seeking process. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever been in the situation before, but needing a job and desperately needing a job is a very tough situation to be in. And when you're able to speak to someone face-to-face as opposed to sitting down and sending resumes out through Indeed, Monster, whatever your preferred job search, job search website would be, um, you know, the, the, the worldwide abyss, you actually know that that person has received your resume. That person has received your application. And you are talking to the person who will go back to their home office and print out that online application that you just completed. Um, you know, to mention one more thing, a great service through the Department of Employment Security is the fact that they have a, a, a there is a mobile wind job center from, for the agency. And that, that mobile wind job center tries to come to as many of our events as possible. So, you know, nowadays, um, the day of a handwritten application is just about gone. Um, but we try to have it as easy for someone looking for work as possible. Um, they can leave that individual's booth, walk straight onto that mobile wind job center, sit down at one of the dozen computers, have assistance there with, with someone helping them do their, their online application, print that out. You can then walk back to that individual that asked you to print it out and say, hey, you know, I wanted you to know that it's done. I appreciate you taking time with me today, and, and please let me know what our next steps are going to be. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're ready for your call. If you have a question about the governor's job fair program or finding a job, that process in general, if you have a personal finance question that you need help with, give us a call because the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. We do have some open phone lines ready for your call if you want to call in and join the conversation this morning. Uh, you know, Adam, I have a friend of mine uh, who is has a job but is trying to get a better job. And I, the, the advice I've given him is to actually, and I've heard this in other places, and it seems kind of silly, but I think it's a good idea, to the night before you go to a job interview or maybe going to one of these job fairs, get in front of the mirror and actually say things about, I am a good worker, I have a good you know work ethic, those sorts of things, to talk about some of the things that you might be having to say about yourself to sell yourself to these employers. Is it a good idea, do you think, to actually rehearse that and not just go over it in your mind, but actually come out and say it? <laughs> you know, absolutely. I know it may sound ridiculous for someone to do that, but but there, there's a lot to be said for, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies. I mean, even biblical. I mean, you, you are what you say that you are. And, and, and being in front of a mirror, telling yourself that you will succeed in this endeavor, it will take an individual a very long way. Um, not only that, just speaking to yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror, checking your demeanor, making sure that, that hey, while you're looking at yourself in the mirror, make sure that you are presentable. Um, if you wear a beard, make sure it's it's clean shaven. Um, if you if you you know check, make sure your hair's cut. Make just the little small nuances that you may not think of um, can really you can really hone in while you are paying attention to yourself in that process. And it's just going to give you another leg up as you do actually speak to that person who takes part in the hiring process. And I would say. Um 
at this level of unemployment, very low, um, don't be afraid to uh, put your name in for a job that you think, well, I don't really have those skills. Maybe I don't qualify. Because employers are happy to teach somebody the skills they will need if they have the right person, the person who they know will show up on time, who is enthusiastic, um, uh, focused, willing to apply themselves, then that employer is happy to teach you what you need to know to do that job. Yeah, and another thing about it being um, just low unemployment is you're competing with a lot of other people. Um, Well, what the could be competing with a lot of other people, but um, when you're practicing, when you're going over, you know, the day before, also look at your resume and say, you know, think about some key things from each job you've had in the past, and especially think about things that you enjoyed doing and that you really want to do again. You know, you know, I was really good at this, and you know, I really grew a lot here. Um, and also think about your non-work experience. Uh, you know, I was just thinking if you were applying to a job in a school or a daycare, you know, talk about maybe, you know, maybe you volunteered at your church with a with a vacation Bible school, or maybe you helped, uh, helped watch, uh, people's, uh, kids during the sermon. Um, so there's, there's, there's non-work experience that does feed into your job. And that's very important. And just being able to recall that quickly is important, um, kind of on, in an on the spot interview. And so just practicing it the night before will help you recall it a lot more quickly. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, and today we're visiting with Adam Todd, director of the Governor's Job Fair Program. We need to take one final break. When we get back, we'll remind you of where some upcoming job uh, job fairs are being located. And also, your resume lets prospective employers know about your background and experience. So after the break, we'll share some tips on how to make your resume stand out. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. First, 2018, the guests for Money Talk were Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Wind Job Center. The Wind Job Center and their employment experts are important resources that provide job placement assistance, job and skill training, priority services for veterans, career counseling, and referral to many other valuable services. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider listening to Money Talks May 1st, 2018 from MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we're visiting with Adam Todd, who is the Director of the Governor's Job Fair Program. We've been talking about the Governor's Job Fair in addition to some tips and suggestions for people that are looking for a job, uh, ways to present yourself and uh, other things. Still some time left. If you have a question about the job search process or a personal finance question, the number is one 877 MP. MPB 
ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show as well, money at mpbonline.org. So we have three job fairs that we're talking about, all taking place in the month of August. On August 7th, beginning at 9 at the Vicksburg Convention Center, there is the Vicksburg Area Job Fair. Uh, then on August 16th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Mid-South Area Job Fair takes place at Brown Baptist Church Family Life Center on 980 State Line Road East in South Haven. And then on the 28th of November, the Greenwood LaFleur Area Job Fair takes place from 9 to 1 at the LaFleur County Civic Center. That's located on Mississippi Highway 7 in Greenwood. So, Adam, uh, we mentioned before the break uh, the resume. We've talked about it uh, the, throughout the program. Uh, what would you say, again, or maybe a couple of tips on the top of your list for uh, successful resume writing? Well, first and foremost, you have to realize that, that this is you on a sheet of paper. And you, you, you are selling yourself to an employer. Mm-hmm. And, and so if an employer sees you on that sheet of paper... You really want to maximize every one of your strengths, um, and you want to back that up. Um, you know, I think we said earlier, uh, achievement is very important and, and critical in, in, in creating that resume. Uh, you want to make sure that if you have any certificates, if you have um, any awards, anything like that, anything that – I mean, this is your one chance to brag and, and, and not get in trouble for, for bragging. Um, you know, use effective title whenever you create this. Uh, make sure that you know the purpose of your resume. Now, to, to me, this is very, very important. Um, you want to gear your resume towards the job that you are, are searching for. Um, it may not be a bad idea to have maybe one, two, or three different versions of your resume uh, depending on what areas you are seeking employment, um, and make those uh, make the verbiage, make the achievements that you may have had um, throughout your careers um, specific towards each industry that you are attempting to to gain employment in. Um, just avoid any negativity. Um, explain your benefits and your skills. Um, in, in a way that can be understood by someone who may not even be in your industry. Um, just make sure that you, you proofread your resume. Uh, again, this is your snap, you know, your snap chance at really being able to sell yourself on a sheet of paper, and and, and you want to make sure that there aren't any grammatical mistakes. Um, and and also, you know, please avoid any snapshots or headshots of of yourself, any photos. Don't. <laughs> Don't include any of those with your resume. Um, you know, I, I know that we've made strides in, in um, the movie industry here in Mississippi, but, uh, you know, we need to keep that keep the, keep the photos off the resume and, um, and, and just really, really promote yourself in the, in the best way possible. Ask, if you're having a hard time, ask a friend. 
Ask your mother. Ask your father. I mean, they, they brag about you all the time. <laughs> that That is a good point. I was just doing this the other day, and it's uh, – it's no, I'm not quitting, Nancy. No, don't worry. It's <laughs> not for another job. Um, but, uh, you know, asking other people, you know, oh, you know, I don't – you don't necessarily remember every big achievement or every, you know, smaller achievement or other things you've had experience with. And, yeah, my mother could probably remind me of a, of a lot of, you know, kind of skills that I don't – I'm not using necessarily every day in my job. But, you know, or attributes that really make me stand out, um, you know, because I don't necessarily know what makes me stand out, but other people who see me know what makes me stand out. And so that would really help. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. So let's invite Audrey, who's called in from Memphis today. Good morning, Audrey. Go ahead. Good morning. Thanks. I want to tell you that I certainly listen to MPB frequently as well as listening to my local um, public radio station. And I really enjoy your programming. Thank I wanted you. to underscore a couple things that you said and offer some additional resources for job seekers. Um, one of the things that one of the callers was saying was they were looking for was help with work clothing and those kinds of social services kinds of things. There is a nationwide number that's designated for call centers that have community information about community resources. It is available statewide in Mississippi, and the number is simply 211. Just like 911 for emergencies, you can call 211 for information about any kind kind of social services, whether it's wow. a nonprofit, a faith-based organization, a government service, any of, and they've got a wide range. Now, they're not caseworkers, so they're not going to provide direct service, but they can direct you to the agencies that can assist. And so that's a really, really useful resource that's available statewide in mm -hmm. Mississippi, uh, operates out of Jackson. There is also, and I believe they're Monday through Friday, there is also... Um, a 211 call center out of the Memphis Public Library that's funded in, by United Way and by the city of Memphis that covers uh, three counties in North Mississippi, DeSoto, Tate, and Tunica. So folks live in North Mississippi, they, if they call 211, they may get the 211 call center in Memphis, but the folks there can certainly help them as well. And there's a toll-free number for that, which is, I think... Um, I think it's 855-354-4211, but they can, uh, there is a toll-free number for that. But 211 is available for folks um, to call for community services information. Also, you mentioned that many, that sometimes people can go to the library to use a computer. The public library is a great free place to get all kinds of information and resources. They will often have classes on doing resumes. They often have job postings posted. Um, so they're really, really great resource. And even many small towns have public libraries. You don't have to live in a, a big city to have access Audrey, to that. Audrey, we need to stop you there. We're pressed for time, just about out of time, but great information. Yeah, sure. Uh, I also wanted to let people know there is a big job fair in Memphis okay. um, on Thursday for folks who are in North Mississippi that's sponsored by JobLink, the Job and Career Center at the public library here. And that will be on Thursday, the 20, July the 26th from 10 to 2 at um, the fairgrounds um, in Midtown Memphis. About right. There are about 80 um, vendors there from various businesses, organizations, schools that will be hiring or providing job and career resources. That's on Thursday from 10 to 2. All right. Thanks, Audrey, for that call. Again, we're pressed for time. We do have time to quickly remind folks of the upcoming Governor's Job Fair locations. Vicksburg on August 7th. Uh, 
South Haven on August 16th and Greenwood on August 28th. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. So for Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Ryder Taff, and our guest Adam Todd, I'm Kevin Farrell. Inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.